0: Hoping you would do ho-ho-ho here because we are back. We're here. Ladies and gentlemen, and this ho, is ho, the ho, What ho. the What Podcast streaming. Well, not really streaming, but recording right now live. Yep, Ricky Liles. From J. House Studios at the Ricky Liles uh, homestead. Mm-hmm. We have our computer back, as mentioned, in the last episode that came out on Friday. This episode is scheduled to come out. November 11th, 1994, as long as we can get it through before
1: the battery dies. Do you have a DeLorean? I don't. Well, we need to get one because if we're going to publish this on November 11th, 1994. Oh, my goodness. Ni- we got to go
0: back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. November 11th, 2019. Ah. But we're recording this episode because the episode is The Santa Claus, which the Santa came Claus. out. On November eleventh, nineteen ninety four. I've been used to saying that over and over again. Can you
1: imagine though if we just showed up we're like, We got a podcast to tell you about this so like, movie that's coming out? <laughs>
0: what kind of witchcraft
1: <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's like Ninja Turtles Three when they're like katana up yep. April O'Neil's cassette player. Yep. So um we uh have about thirty percent battery left on the exactly, laptop and 30%. the charger
0: is not working, so we're hoping to get this through um before um
1: the battery dies. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're going to jump right into it, I feel like. We are. I added a tagline, and I think we mentioned this to each other at some point. I don't know if it ever got recorded in the previous one that got deleted. But uh, this is the movie that challenged the youth spelling of Santa Claus. Forever. Yeah, we did talk about that. For the longest time, I thought Claus was with an E on the end,
0: not knowing I was referring to a legal document. Yes.
1: I literally had to figure it out. I found out the other day, whenever I was searching, you know, my history on it, that's whenever it popped up that's like, no, actually, it's with just an S on the end.: no There's e. only five letters in claws.: Yes. Wow. So but that's here going forward. Um, do you want to do a quick synopsis of the film? Quick synopsis. So Scott Calvin, mm-hmm. played by
0: Tim Allen. He uh, is uh, uh, hurr, hurr, hurr. He is a business uh, man uh, works with uh, toy companies, mm-hmm. and he has uh, split custody with his uh, ex-wife um, over his son, yep. Charlie who's going to be spending Christmas Eve with him this year. And Charlie's not super excited about hanging out with Dad. Dad's not really around much. Um, you know, he, he just doesn't really want to hang He likes uh, Neil and his mom, Neil being the stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Neil's a really cool guy who is a psychiatrist, and apparently they're really
1: cool people. Quick interjection here. I don't think enough people name their kids Charlie anymore. No? Because that kid was named Charlie, uh, Mighty Ducks, Charlie Conway. You know, there's a lot of good Charlies back yeah, then. I, 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 can I hear taught
0: that one Charlie last year. I was teaching like six Aidens this year. I don't know where mm. Aiden came from. but um, Back to your story. Back to my story. Charlie's so, a good name. So they go out. Um, you know, he burns the turkey. They go to uh, Denny's because Denny's is for winners. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bad night in general. He doesn't even get his chocolate milk. He gets mm-hmm. plain milk. And then that night, you know, Charlie has questions about Santa Claus because Neil has been kind of like, well, let's, uh, let's roll that back a little bit. And um Scott's not, you know, a big fan of you know that. They go to sleep and then they hear a sound on the roof. Yep. And Scott runs out, looks at him. hey, what are you doing out there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And the guy falls down. Boom! And he's dead. Um dark turn for this movie. Charlie bad comes bad up. look bad look for my guy Scott Calvin. All right. Oh
1: God, Dad, you killed Santa. Didn't
0: kill <laughs> Santa. Um they climb up. There's a ladder magically appears. You know, it rose such a ladder. I love and, that. And uh, they climb up the ladder. There's reindeer. There's a sleigh. They get in the sleigh. He says, "Let's go." And the reindeers take off. And they go to a house. And that whole night, you know, through magic and other means of Christmas, Scott is playing the role of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He tells the reindeer at the end of the night, "Let's go home." And they end up in the North Pole, where the head elf Bernard explains to Scott, "Hey, you put on the suit." That is the Santa Claus, the legal document, the clause, the last line in the contract. Yep. By putting on the suit, you are assuming the responsibilities and duties of Chris Kringle. Yep. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Roll credits. Um, he has a year to get his affairs in order. He's due back by Thanksgiving, and over the next year, Charlie's super excited now because his dad's Santa Claus. He's telling everyone, "My dad is Santa Claus." Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, they take him to see uh, a psychiatrist. Um, and over that course of the year, Scott's appearance begins to change. He gains a little weight. Does this look like a little weight to you? I Um, think the next time that I'm getting fatter, because I'm already (laughs) fat, but the fatter, I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to be Santa. Just trying to be Santa this year. Uh, he shaves and his facial hair grows back immediately and Mm -hmm. it's white, um, His ex-wife and uh, her husband, Neil, think he's really kind of taking this too far as a way to get Charlie to like him. Um, He's changing his appearance, and and they're worried about his health. And so they uh, go to a judge. They get full custody of Charlie. Mm -hmm. Well, Charlie, he wants to spend time with dear old Dad. He goes with Dad back to the North Pole at Thanksgiving. There's, um, by the way, a rest warrant out for Scott Calvin, who may look like Santa Claus now. Yes. Um, while they're at the North Pole, they're looking at different ways to avoid you know, him falling off a roof. Um, we'll talk, we can talk a little more about that in detail. Um, but they talk about um, flame retardant suits. Um, they've made some changes to the sleigh, including my favorite, the CD. Yep. Not compact disc. Cookie cocoa dispenser. For sure. Which, I have an issue with that. There's two cups of cocoa, but only one cookie comes out. It's a big cookie, though. It is a huge cookie. You can split it and still be satisfied. So. And you're also stopping it at every house in the world. Absolutely. They yeah. should have cookies. Yep, absolutely. So, good point. Um, he ends up getting uh, arrested by the cops. They're looking for Charlie. And the elves break Santa, uh, Scott out of jail, who's also Santa. Mm-hmm. And um, his parents, who did not believe in Santa, they come to an understanding. They understand that Scott actually is Santa Claus now. And now they believe in Santa, too. And just a really good ending to the movie. Scott goes off and does his Santa duties. And that's all we ever heard from Scott Calvin until the Santa Claus 2. Yes. So that's your synopsis. What are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, and what do you remember from
1: your childhood? And uh, how, did, you know, how do you think about it, or what do you think about it now? Well, you said something, too, about the fact of it being a sequel. And it, it made me wonder, like, is this one of the first movies that I ever watched that had a sequel that I was aware that there was a sequel? Cause I guess, I don't know. You had Ninja Turtles one and two. This came out night four. First Ninja Turtles ninety. So probably not. But maybe one of the I first Christmas other than Home Alone. Yeah. It's one of the only ones that really stands out yeah. as having a duplicate, or not a duplicate, but a sequel, or you know, a trilogy. Yeah. Or technically, it says four Santa. No, no just there's, three. A, there's only three. Four there, Home Alone. Four Home Alone. One that we don't speak about. No, two we don't speak about. Well, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll jump into that. Uh, my childhood, I remember watching this movie every Christmas with my family. I feel like it's one of the first movies I remember going to the movie theater with my family to see. Uh, Not just Christmas, but I think just movies in general. I remember going, uh, there was, let's see, it was my sister, my parents, and every year around Christmas time we would try to get out and go do something like this together. My dad worked a lot, so anytime we would be able to go to a movie together was something really special for us. Uh, So we went and did that. Um, It also was a movie that growing up, I didn't have like a VHS copy of this movie or any movie, you know, as far as Christmas ones. So I remember every year at Christmas time it was something really special for us to, you know, look at the Christmas calendar on TV, you know, what nights or what, you know, what channel is going to be playing what Christmas movie at what time. And we would kind of make a little calendar and sit down together and watch these movies together. And not all of them. Right. Uh, but I remember us having like, you know, cookies and, you know, hot chocolate and sitting down and watching Christmas movies together with the tree on and everything else. And maybe that's where my love for all that comes from. But I remember doing that, uh, let's see, I remember let's see, I was probably seven at that time I think. Uh I don't really remember watching home improvement, but my sister or not at that time period anyway, but my sister's five years older than I am, so a lot of the things she watched I automatically watched as well. So any of those things like, you know, full house, home improvement, a lot of those things that really mean a lot to me now, or at least have the nostalgic part to it me now, uh I watched because of her. But Tim Allen came straight off of home improvement or still doing home improvement, went into doing this movie. A lot of people doubted him. They thought there was going to be a lot of other famous actors, you know, that should have had the role more than he should. But seeing it now, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But I don't know that you could. I feel like the movie was really made for him in a lot of ways. In his actions, his mannerisms, just the way he did things. Honestly, it could have been just straight Tim Taylor off of Home Improvement and just moved on to a new life. And you
0: saw, a, I saw a lot of those mannerisms. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll jump in with that if you want, if you don't sure. mind. Yeah, yeah as an eight-year-old kid who saw it for the first time, I thought it was Tim Taylor. Mm-hmm. Why is he going by the name Scott Calvin? Where's his wife? Why, who's this other kid? Where are the other three boys? Mm-hmm. Um, who did not understand that there was a difference between the TV show and the movies. And he had a lot of mannerisms in the movies that reminded you of Tim Taylor. Sure. But they worked for him. It's kind of like Robin Williams has his 100%. own, mm-hmm. his own like mannerisms in different movies. You can see them uh, even in his dramatic roles like Dead uh, Poet Society mm-hmm. or in his more like kid-friendly comedic roles in Flubber. He still has those certain mannerisms mm-hmm. that you know just kind of embody who he is, but he was able to you know. It take doesn't it, take away from the. Doesn't character. take away from the character he's actually playing. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I uh, this is a movie I had on VHS, uh, watched frequently. Nice. Um, this is a top three Christmas movie for me.
1: Hundred percent, I agree. Um, with
0: that. You know, the other two are Home Alone and Elf. Um, I agree with that too. Or Home Alone and uh, Home Alone Two. Uh, At some point, you know, th- they can be interchangeable. The home, the first two Home Alone movies to me are. One and the same because they're basically the same movie. Um, you know, just in different locations. But Home Alone, Elf, Santa Claus, in any given day, I could put any one of them, number one, two, and three. I'd have um, to put them
1: all in the top five because yeah. I have that and I have the classics like Christmas Vacation. Uh, See, I, ne- I didn't watch Christmas Vacation growing mm. up. Um,
0: you know, there, there was a lot of, like, Christmas Story. Christmas ne- Story. Never, really, never really watched it. You should watch Th- it. These are the three that I – well, not Elf, but the Home Alone and Santa Claus are the two that – Sure. I identified with, and I just grew to love Elf mm-hmm. uh, as I got older. Um, but this is a classic for me. It's a, it's a must-see every Christmas. Sure, 100%. Um, for me, um, it's one that I will hope to show my kids one day. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the sequels that much. This one, I mean, I
1: just I love it so much. I know the sequels are pretty good. and I will say, like, the sequels, honestly, are not that bad. Like, okay, sure, they're like any sequels for most things. The further you get along, you know, the, the further they, they the run out way. of ideas. Yeah, They do, but honestly... Christmas is a little bit different anyway where Christmas movies you accept and you kind of have that Christmas cheesy aspects of things so the cheesier they get unless they go on a little bit you almost just accept it because it's a Christmas movie and you're okay with it Home Alone 3 Home Alone 4 maybe not so much but like Santa Claus you kept your cast you kept your stars and you did it in a similar way that Rocky does where he grows up and now his son's older yep and him and his son don't Quite get along as much because they never see each other and don't make time for each other. Hey, just like the beginning of this movie. Just like Balboa. Yes.
0: Cool. So, um, but I I just really love this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the characters. It's very quotable. Um, One of the things that um, I didn't mention when we first recorded, you know, the fact that they play um, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas like so many times in the beginning. Mm. Like, you know, and and they use it as like to me in my head, and I could be wrong. Um, I will go back and watch this when it comes out on Disney Plus Tuesday. Mm but um i felt like they used that song as like comedic timing like when they would replay that song again mm. something funny had just happened you know i've never do, noticed do, that do, do, you know it's just i'll have to go watch i yeah, don't remember. i feel like you know that you know like he burns the turkey's like you know Burnt, you know, burnt turkey or whatever. You know, the fire starts. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you want to go Denny's or whatever it was, and they yep. play, they play do that song. Do do do. And then you know they have the, like the bad experience at Denny's, and they play mm. it again. And then I've never noticed um, that. So I think they play it three times in the like first twenty five minutes of the movie. So I'm <laughs> to we'll have to go look at that. Um, so that's just something that stuck out to me. Um, it's like I said, a favorite. It has a great story and something that you know I w- usually was gonna say for the um, for the fun facts, but mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there now. Sure. There was no villain. No, not really. Like, there was no one trying to steal Christmas. Nope. There was no robbers. Mm -hmm. There was, um, you know, no one trying to keep Buddy from seeing his dad. Nope. Um, Which, to be fair, that movie movie had a villain. It was his dad. No, no. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was his dad. But anyway. Sort of. But, you know, it's rare to see a movie where there's not really an antagonist. Mm -hmm. And um, this was kind of, you know, it's Christmas and the only antagonist is just, you know, outside of Scott Calvin's not so great moments mm-hmm. um as a father and as you know as santa or whatever mm-hmm. um the only antagonists are just adults who can't communicate sure and i mean that's kind of rooted in real life a lot a lot of times they're not really a bad guy they're just adults who were just so primed in their ideals that they refuse to talk about it sure so um nice little uh you know little uh reflection of metaphor for life there
1: yeah so. i totally get that and i agree with that too uh For me, one thing that really stands out with this movie is it's one of the first times... A lot of what I know or what I think about Santa Claus is because of this movie. Yeah. Because being seven years old, like, it hits you. It's the first movie, honestly, that really had put anything out there showing more than just Santa Claus on Christmas night. It showed him how does he get there, what happens the rest of the time of the year, what do the elves really do, you know. Because a lot of cartoons and stuff would have little, like, pictures of, okay, here's, like, three elves sitting at a table building, you know, a box or a little dolly or something but there wasn't a movie that really talked more about the guy that played Santa Claus, how he became Santa Claus, how it kept going throughout the years. Um, I remember there was an older classic movie called Santa Claus or The Santa Claus, um, but I would watch it with my grandparents. They had that on a VHS. right? And that was honestly about the same way. Where it was right around Christmas, maybe on Christmas night, and it's showing him watching the kids and how he sees the kids in like a big globe thing, but it doesn't really show you the other side of what this. This movie shows you a lot about who Santa Claus is, what he does, how he knows about the naughty and nice list—you know—to a point that later on he doesn't even need a list per se. He just knows, He's like it's instilled down. in him. Is it naughty? Who's nice? Uh, but I a did, lot I, of that. I forgot to give our requisite spoiler warning at the beginning sure. of the podcast. It's twenty-five um, years old. Folks.
0: Yeah. By the way, it's twenty-five years old. But if you're still listening to this point, yeah. and you listen to my entire synopsis, I've spoiled it. Yep. But you don't know if Veronica was not naughty or nice.
1: We'll leave that for you to <laughs> we'll find out. We'll leave that for
0: you to find out um, when you watch this movie on your own. So. But a lot
1: of it went out of its way to explain a lot of things, such as not having a chimney. Like, I remember being a kid in I mean, elementary that's school. That's a question. Yeah. I didn't have a chimney. Uh, yeah. Like, so we <laughs> we had a chimney, but we never opened it. It wasn't like an open chimney, it was one that had like steel doors on the front of it. Like, you could technically open it, but we never did growing up. We well, never used my, that chimney. My, my
0: parents explained to me that they would stay up. You know, and let him in the front let him door. In. Okay, um, and that's why they had to stay up, and I had to go to bed. That makes perfect so sense. Like, it made sense. I wanted to sleep on the couch. I'm like, no, no, we've got to wait for him here. You've got to be in bed, otherwise he
1: doesn't come. So it's like, okay, All right.
0: and that, that makes sense.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> but the way they did it in the movie was great too. Like, it it went out of its way to explain this is how he does it. Yep. This, is, this, how this is, is how he does it. They should totally do a remake. Throw that in there.
0: <laughs> this is how he
1: does it uh so yeah that's just a big thing i'm trying to see if i had anything else in my notes real quick um i really the only other thing is just goes back real quick to like home improvement there were just it was nice to see too how they added in little things that almost they threw in there just for home improvement where he does burn the turkey and then he goes on to explain why that's that's." why you
0: have a hot nice high quality fire signature
1: yes right in the kitchen (laughs) it's like you almost look for the benford label on there like it's not there but there's that. And then and he picks up the
0: tool belt and, mm-hmm. and, and you're know, tr- like, I don't know if I want
1: this. Yes. <laughs> and you see, like, there's the scene where he is just figured out they're flying on the reindeer. They're going down the street. And it yes. pulls up beside this car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy, like, leans over and he's like, if we keep going straight on here, does if this... we hit the
0: exit 504. <laughs>
1: the guy that he's talking to is actually one of the guys that hangs out at the hardware store in yeah. Home Improvement. Yeah. And he's... Is I mean, his he name is Benny? Benny, I think, yeah. yeah. Benny. He does more than that, but he is like, that's where he stands out from. And I feel like there's a couple of moments in there that there's other characters that don't have big roles in the movie, but at least are touched in here and there. I feel like they're sprinkled in a little yeah. bit. Well, but... Um, Kyle? Yeah. Yes. We can't forget about the list. The list? You know,
0: the list. He's making a list. Oh, he's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice! Yeah, Santa the Claus is coming, coming to town, and we are going to be going over our list of best scenes. Yes, or favorite scenes. You go first.
1: All right, uh, I have two. Uh, one's actually a scene; the other one is more so a synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing for me that I love about this movie—we talked about there's not really a villain—but the movie overall does show a distinction of Tim Allen. You know, Scott Calvin is really not that great of a dad. No, Uh, he's not. He's not a, he doesn't, he's not like a hateful dad that does whatever. He just, he's busy with his job. He's oblivious to things that matter. He shows up late to his kid stuff. Talks bad about Neil. Yeah, he talks bad about the, you know, the other stuff. So you see him really just kind of, oh, we're going to have such a great time. Almost just like, well, here the more I throw things at you and gifts or whatever. Like hopefully this works and fixes our relationship. But you see that growth throughout the movie of not only does he become Santa Claus, it changes his heart in a way. That yes, he does start loving people more. He starts caring about others more, but especially his son Charlie. They start really building a relationship with each other, especially with the whole meaning of Christmas. Just how you know, full of the Christmas spirit, he gets by them because obviously he's Santa Claus. But uh, just how much him and his son go back and forth with it, where it's no longer about presents. It's not. About, it's just really about spending that time together. Charlie doesn't care about what present he gets for Christmas. He just wants to be with his dad. Yes, uh, and it even as we go on to talk a little bit more, probably just the relationships that they have by the end of the movie uh, with the mother and the stepdad, like how things come together better for them mm-hmm. as a whole family unit, you know, and how they work together as a whole versus it being, you know, sure, Tim probably, or Scott Calvin still probably cracks a couple jokes here and there with Neil, but it's nothing like it was at the beginning of the movie. Absolutely. It's not in a, in out of hate or out of meanness. It's just out of just being funny or whatever. Right. Um, so that's my big first one, and then I'll throw in my second one because it's kind of quick. Uh, it says one of my favorite scenes is near the end where Neil gets his weenie whistle, and Laura gets her mystery date game. So Neil being the stepdad, Laura being the mom, the ex-wife, you know, for me, there's something about that. Like it was Christmas, I remember staying up all night long. Is okay. I don't want to sound like a brat, but it, you, you you as a child, you're excited for toys. You are. You're really excited about the fact you're going to wake up the next morning. Santa Claus has come. He's left you gifts. You know, it's a big ordeal for you. And so, for me, you know, there's a part of that nostalgia that stands out for me. We're now like, sure, I don't, I'm not a materialistic person that much, I would say. I would hope I'm not so much. But there's those special things about that when you think back to things of your childhood that just mean a lot to you. Yeah. It's things that are, you know, aren't valuable today. They're not something that you, you know, have in a big case that's, you know, worth a ton of money. But just the small things like Will or Neil and his weenie whistle. Yes. It's something that was strong enough for him in this movie that he stopped believing in Santa Claus at three years at old. Three years old. Because he wanted a Winnie Whistle. I, I think and didn't Neil's get it.
0: parents are the real villains yes. of this
1: movie. <laughs> we never see Neil's parents, but they are the end. Good. <laughs> uh but stuff like that, um and it did make me think, you know, is there anything that you ever wanted or something that maybe you did get that just stands out in your mind as something you really cared about at Christmas? Or just, you know, Honestly,
0: I, I I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm sure I was always taken care of for Christmas. Sure. Um, you know, I got everything I needed, everything I wanted, and you know, I mean, it's not that I got everything I wanted, sure. so but you know, I, I was never I never felt like I wasn't wanting. I, you know, I mm-hmm. got a bike one year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got uh, a game system when you're. Uh, I remember like when I was fourteen, I got WWF No Mercy for the '64, mm-hmm. which I really wanted. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things. And looking back on it now, I mean, this will sound just really bad of me, I guess, because uh, one of our episodes that we have scheduled, I don't know if we'll get to it or not, is Christmas presents mm-hmm. that we got. I think, we're, you know, after Christmas, that, we're supposed to, uh, that one's supposed to come out. Sure. Um, I don't remember a lot of my Christmas presents, but I do remember going to my grandmother's mm-hmm. every year. I do remember um, playing cards with grandma. I do remember losing $60 at nine years old because I thought I had a sure thing on a bet. But this is why, this is why you don't bet, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Especially okay, your I, grandma. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I remember, st- I remember moments. Yeah. I remember, like, the scene surrounding Christmas. I remember when I was seven years old and my uh, mom's friend stopped by at 1030. I saw Santa right up the road. Mm-hmm. I remember stuff like that. Sure. You know, um, the presents were, sec- you know, as I'm growing older, they're secondary to me. I even told my mom today, like she's like, you know, this year you're only getting, I'm like, I, I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I, you, I want to y'all to release me and I can release y'all from the responsibility of gift giving. I just want to spend time with y'all. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so yeah, sorry to go off on no, a tangent no, no. there. But yeah, there was nothing that.
1: Well, it honestly yeah. ties right in with what we talked about, where Charlie was not necessarily all about his presence by the end of it. He was just wanted to spend time with his dad. So it's honestly, it shows us that a lot is as we grow and as we mature, it's not so much about the gifts anymore. It's about the time that you spend with family. Like, And on, honestly, a lot of times it's too late before we realize that. Yeah. So it's cool like that you have realized that at this age. You know, you still got a life to live, but yeah. at this moment to make the most I, of those I days. I mean, honestly,
0: I, I really enjoy getting presents for everybody. Sure. I'm the same I, way. I mean, I, I like I like getting you something. I like mm-hmm. getting Ricky something. I get y'all something uh, for the past couple of years. Um, and I don't want anything in return. And if y'all, you know, whatever, that's great. But, you know, I don't need anything if no one ever got me anything mm-hmm. for christmas ever again it would be okay
1: yeah but you've reached that age right? and i say that age at least i've i've noticed in my life and you and you as well i'm sure there's some people out there that are still very greedy and just all about themselves at christmas. i'm sure. but i have reached that point that i'm so more excited about buying things for other people and it's not about look at how much money i spent. It. it's just about hey i really thought about you and i'd like to give you this yeah, and just you know showing somebody in a form line that you really care. That's what honestly I look forward to more than anything at Christmas that's it. now. Now,
0: I mean, I will be honest, if someone wants to buy us better podcasting equipment, sure. Or if we they need
1: a uh what's that thing called? I don't even know, but a cloud it. thing that like not not Apple cloud, but the other cloud thing that boosts our signal. We need one of those. If
0: they want to buy us streaming Technically equipment. Two of those. Um if if someone wants to help fund a mission trip to Africa for me. Sure. Yeah, those are things that I would love. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Those are all things I can end up doing on my own too. So, sure. Um, My favorite scenes, there's, there's a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, The, um, the whole um, journey of Scott Calvin on that Christmas Eve night, Mm -hmm. uh, where he gets in the sleigh, he goes around, he goes to the workshop, especially the scene in the the workshop where he's just trying to figure everything out. I love that. It's perfect. Um, You know, I'll catch the next train. Mm -hmm. Um, The puppets in there, the, the, the pajamas. Judy, who's looking pretty good for her age, but she 's seeing someone in packaging by the yep. way, mm-hmm. um, you know the perfect hot uh, hot chocolate, which we'll talk about later um, that that whole uh, you know running scenes of the movie uh, that 's perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I love those scenes, uh, some comedic stuff. I love it when Scott shows up to the business meeting in his sweats because you know he got stung by a bee, mm-hmm. um, you know the dry cleaner, you know lost my clothes, big fire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ordering uh, all sweets off the menu and then when they're done they're talking about the big uh, promotional marketing toy this year. You know, everything's nice at the North Pole and then what does Santa build? Total tank! Yep. And then Scott's like, no, no way you know, is Santa riding on anything other than his sleigh. The guy's like, well, he would if he had to deliver the total tank. Mm -hmm. And then Scott just goes off. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what about the reindeer? And by the way, on the little um, you design elves, they they're you know they should be more childish. They're too old, and, you know yeah. the ears. Um, I mean, I just love how he's slipping into the persona mm-hmm. of
1: Santa Claus. He's still denying almost, it, but almost without realizing yeah, it. 100%. So
0: um, I love that scene a lot. And then uh, the last scene with the rescue from the elves with mm-hmm. attitude. Yes, um, tinsel is used for more than just decorations. It can apparently bust you out of jail. One hundred percent, one hundred percent guaranteed. Um, just that stuff, um, that, that, those scenes are just incredible to me and one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite movies. So. I love
1: that, too, that the scene you're talking about with the tank where he's just like, oh, no, Johnny, or whatever. Like, <laughs> Santa just to, ran over. He just <laughs> he took out the Pearson home. <laughs> Incoming! <laughs> it's like, What's that, dear? Oh, that's Santa in a panzer, like, riding down the road. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that just great? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's another one of those moments where just that, the attitude or personality of the Tim Allen that we know from Home Improvement kind of comes out that you yes. just love. Like, just, you know, give him, give him some free reign, I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that was scripted. I w- wonder if a lot of that is improv. Who so. knows?
1: But he did great with it. Yep. Uh, how about some memorable quotes? Do you have a, a – Well, I was going to cool. ask you,
0: are you taking a coffee
1: break? <laughs> no. We don't yet. drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs>
0: well, then, <laughs> the, guess the break is over. Get back to work. That's a great um, – It's a fantastic line. quote, um, and that segues, segues us into um, some of our favorite quotes. What, what do you have?
1: Uh let's see here. Uh from the beginning once he started delivering or I think they finished delivering uh the presents, he said, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. When I get home I'm getting a CAT scan. Had no idea what a cat scan was either. at eight years old. Hilarious though. Still hilarious. Yes. Okay. Um
0: here's one I have. Okay. Uh describing the hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. She says, It's not too hot. Extra chocolate. Shaken, not
1: stirred. And Nice James Bond reference there. It is, and that is the best looking cup of hot chocolate I've ever seen in my life. I would pay top dollar. Top dollar for that hot chocolate. And and I thought you were going to make you a cup. I was looking around the table right now. You were going to make a cup of hot chocolate for you. I was going to, but but the battery on this computer is
0: dying, and I had to get that our previous podcast out by five. We got it in at 4:59, by the way. Um, so we have to, you know, I'll get some hot chocolate tonight. I mean, It
1: won't be as good, but I'm sure it'll be good. May
0: though. stop by McDonald's. It's not, gr- it's not the best hot chocolate, but you know, it's better than no hot chocolate.
1: That's true. Uh, my next favorite line, it says, who gave you permission to tell Charlie there was no Santa Claus? I think if we're going to destroy our son's delusions, I should be part I of it. I should be
0: a part of it. <laughs> like the way he says it with all one word. Yeah. I should be a part of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, when, uh. Uh, Scott picks up the, uh, the bag, Santa's bag, for the, f- um, for the first time, and he starts flying. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Dad, you're flying. It's okay. I lived through the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> nice drug reference in your Disney movie there. <laughs> 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 um, let's see. I've got a couple others that I'm going to use as segues. Um, I've got one more. All right, you go ahead I've with got one more. i
1: the main one. Uh, let's see. Uh, you already took my chocolate. I did. Uh, you briefly mentioned were your worst nightmare ill with attitude attitude. Uh, the big one the catch line I would say from the whole movie Uh, seeing isn't believing 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 is is seeing seeing. Uh, it's one of those you know just magical little sayings and sometimes those magical little sayings don't meet or you know they don't live up to it if you were to slow down and really think about it it's like well, that's just a bunch of crap like that's not <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but it's like well, I mean, no, actually it does like this one stands true where you think true about it, and it's
0: i mean that that's faith in general it is i mean no matter what you believe in, if you have any kind of belief that requires faith, um you know it doesn't require you to see what's happening mm-hmm. you know you believe, and that is what causes you to end up seeing um so uh, I love that quote as well. I had one more, but are you using the other one as a segue? I'm using one, I've got two segues, maybe three. Okay,
1: (laughs) I'll throw in this last one. Go Uh, ahead, ahead. Charlie's talking to Neil whenever Neil was telling me in the movie, like, I'm so sorry for not believing you, Charlie. I'm sorry for everything. He said, that's okay, Neil. You were just denying your inner child. (laughs) Honestly, like, Charlie was just awesome in this movie. That kid, he is such a level-headed kid that he had an explanation for everything, and he was very believable. He's just a trustworthy kid that if you said something to him, like, He had an answer for it, no matter what. Right. Uh, I think there was the other one. Uh, I don't hope I'm not stealing your lines, but he was saying uh, Neil was like, you know, you'd make a great psychiatrist one day. Well, he said that, but uh, there was the one where he talked about. He said, "Well, have you ever seen any reindeer or (laughs) flying reindeer?" He's like, "No." no." He's like, "Well, he's like, well, "Well, yeah, actually, I have." And he's like, "Well, I haven't."
0: He's (laughs) like, "Well, have you seen a million (laughs) dollars?" It's like, No. "No." Well, just because you sent not doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> and then it was kind of stuck. <laughs> it's
0: like, okay, well, how do you deny that? That uh, the logic you know, that that, that logic kid
1: there. has. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like we mentioned this on the first version of this podcast that got deleted. Uh, what's the guy's name? Judge Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. That dude. Can act better with his eyes than I can with everything I yes. got. Yes. He did
0: a lot of like facial acting. Yes. In this, in this movie.
1: movie. And it's none of it's like, well, that dude calmed down with his face. Like, no, he just, he does just a really is, good job really at it.
0: He's really good uh, displaying emotion.
1: Yeah. Especially in that scene. He's first, he's like. In,
0: in wrestling terms, he's like William Regal. Do you remember Regal? I remember him. The British wrestler who was like a good Mac, but he had the best facial expression. I hated him. Yeah.
1: I did not like him, but it was because of the personality he carried mm. with his face. Like, Well,
0: you want me to get the bag or the podcast, and you want me to do what? Go down the chimney? Down the chimney. Yeah, down the chimney. You want me to take the podcast down the chimney in a strange house in my underwear?
1: No, put the pants on.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, let's go to some fun facts. Fun facts. And trivia. We'll take the podcast there instead.
1: What do you got for me? Let's see here. Uh, it says, towards the beginning of the film, there's a brief exchange between Scott and Laura that takes place in which Laura hands Scott a piece of paper and says, you know, it says this Neil's mother's phone number because they're dropping Charlie off and they're heading to Neil's mother's house for a Christmas dinner. And she says, well, here's the number in case you need to reach, up, reach us anyway. <laughs> yes. Scott says, says uh, 1-800-SPANK-ME. I know that number. Uh, in the United States, that exchange is removed from all home media releases of the film starting with the 1995 DVD release after a 1996 incident to which a child from Stillicum, Washington called the number which turned out to be an actual working sex line number and racked up a $400 phone bill. Uh, television airings changed the number to 1-800-pound. The line remains intact on the 1995 VHS release. So you've got the VHS. So you probably have it. Probably, yeah. Um, I have DVDs and I'm sure like That came out much later. We got a box set, so it
0: probably changed in mind. Just another incidence of a bad look for my guy, Scott Calvin. Between this and the long line of kids at Charlie's soccer game who want to sit on his lap, bad look for pervert Scott Calvin.
1: (laughs) We talked about this more so on the last one. (laughs) And we missed all of that on this one. Uh, that's I, the that's what happens I, I when you I do avo- a podcast. I twice, avoided
0: so. it on purpose, but I was like, you know what? Between the sex line and the and the kids, it was there was nothing wrong with it. Let's be clear, but mm. it was just a
1: bad look. Well, and I mentioned it in the last one that with the one that got deleted. That honestly, there's this thing in the world we live in today that we would see that, and that's a horrible thing. And honestly, if you saw an old man sitting on a bench, maybe if he looked like a very nice Santa Claus, you wouldn't think so much about it. But where
0: are the parents, first of all? Yeah. I mean, I'm more mortified that there's 20 kids lined up.
1: To talk to an old man. And
0: there are no parents around. <laughs> to be fair, he at least... 1994 was a different time, gentlemen. it wasn't that different. Okay.
1: Well, 94 was at least, you know, I feel like a more trustworthy time. Probably wasn't for some people. but As a child, I have that mindset, you know, from the 90s. But to look at that, you know, he at least wasn't some really super dirty crazy looking Santa. He actually was very clean. He looked like Santa Claus. Just remember, if he looks like
0: Santa, it's okay to go sit on his lap. Yes. so That's yeah. not the message we want to give out. <laughs> to be
1: fair, whenever I dressed up as Santa Claus last week for Halloween at Airflow, I did get that question of, oh, you're going to come back at Christmas sit down for everybody sitting in your lap. And that does make you feel a little uncomfortable. A little bit. But uh, he was the real Santa Claus, so we have to realize that too in the movie. He's not just some guy. But I get it as the parents, or at least Neil and Laura, look on. I can see where that's very concerning. So here's my fun fact, uh, or one of my fun facts. The role was written for Bill Murray mm-hmm. uh,
0: originally. Uh, he ended up turning it down. Other people who turned it down uh, include Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the full list. Do you have the full list?
1: Uh, I at least have two more. Two more were Chevy Chase and then Harrison Ford. And
0: just can't imagine any of them in this role. Um, Chevy Chase, you know, he's um, he just too closely related to the Christmas vacation. I feel like
1: um, if Christmas vacation didn't exist, then I think knowing how well he did in Christmas vacation, I think he could do a good job. But knowing Christmas Vacation time. happened, you know, and for what it is and how famous and well-known it is, I don't think you could do two Christmas movies, and it worked. Right. Um, plus, like we said, a lot of it, honestly, was just written straight for Tim Allen. Like, once you see it now, like the way things got tweaked or changed or whatever, you know, if it's imperfect, it's hard to see. I definitely could see Harrison, Harrison Ford doing it. Yeah. Um, this was Tim Allen's debut on a feature film, mm-hmm. and this is actually
0: um, he was on the number one film, part of the number one movie. Mm-hmm. He was on the number one rated television show. Mm-hmm. And his book was number one on the New York Best Times. So don't stand too close to a naked man. All the same week. All in the same week, which, again, you know,
1: Tim Allen could do no wrong in 94. So sure. good for him. Uh, do you got any other? Uh, that was my big ones. I uh, didn't find out a whole lot. Other than fun facts, uh, kid that played Charlie, I don't know if you've got. Do you have any fun facts about Charlie? I don't. Uh, the Week before they were filming or during their filming. Oh, yeah. He, he slipped um, on a rock and busted his front two teeth out. So yeah. they had these fake teeth. Uh, if you get a chance, go look on YouTube. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes clips that show it. Evidently, his parents, as a child actor's parents, just had molds made of his teeth. Okay. So if something ever happened like this. Uh, so it did show... They were
0: him. much more prepared than we were to lose our podcast. I mean, sure. They, they would have had like multiple backups. Yes, they'd have a whole... A backup room. computer. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: but I know... I never noticed it in the movie, but when they slow it down to particularly show you things down like that, you'll see where his teeth stick out where the props department kind of just made some fake teeth at one point to put in until the real ones could get like, or the real fake ones from the orthodontist could show up. Right. Um, I do know that he was there still working on something. I think he said he showed back up and there were still floss, like stuck in his teeth that they had to get out while they were doing his makeup and everything else. Fun. Um, but it's one of those, I think it's the one, the train scene whenever he's, uh, First gets to North pole when he's like jumping on the train, riding away, like you mentioned a while ago. He
0: has a big smile on his face there. I
1: he think. does, but he said that you know, I think he's, he was either supposed to say something or something supposed to and happen. He just waves. Yeah, he doesn't say anything there because they were having the issues. That's where they were doing. They said they had those hundreds of kids. They're pretending to be elves all on set, waiting for him to show up from the orthodontist to be there. Wow. So um, that was another behind the scene thing where he busted his teeth out. But
0: um, there are hidden elves in the movie before Santa Claus is even shown or mentioned. Um, there's six. I don't when I rewatch I will try to find all six but I know of two or three
1: I only know of the one and it's once they he's there everybody kind of accepts it and he's going away on the sleigh again I remember seeing one there like in a group of kids and walking away but I never noticed them throughout the rest of the movies I definitely want to go back and look for that
0: and then there's another nod to 007 in addition to the shaken not stirred hot chocolate mm-hmm. you have Quentin who is a techno savvy elf mm-hmm. uh, proceeds to tell Santa about the gadgets the sleigh has He gets the fire retarded shirt um, or suit. And uh, that's a nod to James Bond's character, Q. Q. Who develops um, technology and uh, items for James Bond. Which makes sense. Cool. Well, this podcast, you never know where it's been. Nope. A thousand malls. Well, I hope you're happy, Kyle. Hmm. I hope you're happy. But most of all, I hope the people who are listening to this is a tailor. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to unanswered questions, because I unanswered. don't know if any of y'all are tailors, So that's that, an unanswered that's true. question. I get so, that. Um, I have one. I think you have an unanswered question as well.
1: I do. Go for it. Uh, whenever he's – that first night after they've delivered all the presents, they go back to North Pole for the first time. In that bedroom where he's changed clothes and he's in there, there's these little two puppets set up in a little booth off to the side. Now, they're in the background fully acting the whole time, hitting each other with a bat and everything else. Where all of a sudden, he goes to, like, I think – drop his pants or something like the change like into his pajamas and they both scream real loud and that's the first time they really interact with each other so my question is and even as a child i did question this was are there people that are doing those puppets or little elves that are acting out those puppets or are those puppets magical but either way the entire time that man's asleep there's two things over there Talking to each other and watching over, like it scares me as a person, honestly. A little honestly. bit. A little bit. <laughs> like either there's two people like bent down, you know, hiding over there watching you sleep, or there's two magical puppets watching you sleep. Either one's not great.
0: Neither option is preferable. No. No. Uh, my unanswered question uh, goes along with um, one of your quotes, and it's one of the last quotes of the movie, mm-hmm. where um, Neil, after hearing that you know he was just denying his inner child, tells mm-hmm. Charlie, "You're gonna make a great psychiatrist one day, son." Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, "No." I think I'm gonna go into the family business,
1: which is magical and heartwarming at the moment, when but then you hear you it as it, a child. But when you think about
0: it, how did Scott Calvin get the job of Santa Claus? He killed a guy. I mean, not really, but the guy fell off the roof. He had to okay? die in order for so, it in to order for Charlie to go into the family business, mm-hmm. does he have to go kill Scott Calvin? I mean, watch your back, Scott. I mean, I'm really <laughs>
1: hoping that there's just something in there. And honestly, the way movies work nowadays, where they're doing you know remakes and remakes and remakes. They could still do like a fourth Santa Claus at this point where Charlie becomes Santa Claus, where grandfather Tim Allen, you know, dad, you know, you know I guess I don't know if he's grandfather or get or whatever, but he passes it down. Because maybe Santa Claus can retire instead of having to be killed out of a job. Right. I'm hoping. Who knows? Because we do know that there is another clause that comes in in uh, part two. Yes. So who knows? Turn the card around. There may be another clause. Possibly. So, I mean, who I'm knows? Hoping.
0: Contracts are weird. So there's probably a lot of clauses that we don't know about.
1: That's true. Um, maybe you have to specifically
0: murder someone uh, mm-hmm. th- to become Santa that way. True. If they die from natural causes, maybe you know they just hold an audition.
1: Well, I mean, they got to be in decent shape, you know, to travel the world in one night. So they got to make sure you can hold your own. I, I mean,
0: that brings up the other ad- um, additional like addendum to that uh, question or that unanswered question is the guy who was Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to have a wife because we find out in, in the sequel there's a, there's the Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just kick her out, like, hey, your husband
1: died. Bye. <laughs> And maybe, like, he was still in that, that time period where he hadn't – maybe was, he was fresh on the job too. Maybe that's why he wasn't used to being on the roofs and he slipped and fell off the roof. Maybe – like We lost two Santas in and, one year. <laughs> yes. So maybe he just didn't have a, a Mrs. Claus yet. But uh, honestly, I don't want to think too deep into it because honestly it's one of those movies, just being a Chris movie from childhood, you just love it. You don't want to criticize it to death and te- tear it apart. But the only other thing I had was he did die. And none of those elves were, like, seemed to care one way or the other. Like, well no. same First, <laughs> new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he wasn't just maybe just wasn't a good Because like he are, like Tim, you know, Scott Calvin actually builds some good relationships with some of those elves where they feel like you know, you feel like they'd be at least a little upset if he disappeared.
0: Wasn't good enough for Bernard to show up in the third movie. But anyway. <laughs> well, hey. um, there are real life issues why that didn't happen. We'll discuss those when we get to the Santa Claus three many many years from now. But yes. <laughs> um, well, this podcast, mm-hmm. it's a gift. Probably from the cable company. Mm -hmm. We're getting the Disney Plus channel now. Yes, tomorrow. Merry Christmas. Um, That's all we have for you this week. Uh, Do we have any uh, social media uh, comments?
1: Um, Let me pull it back up. Well, here,
0: while you're doing that, I'm going to give the spiel. Um, If you have enjoyed what you've listened to, please find us uh, on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, or if you have another podcast provider, please let us know. And please rate and review us. We accept five stars only, please. Um, and you can chime in on the uh, discussion on our social media page. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is what the what media and Twitter is WTW underscore media. And coming soon, you know, at some point, YouTube. YouTube. We'll get there. Um, YouTube also coming soon. Maybe let's plan for the new year. Yeah, and that might be a 2020 goal along with Benjamin MCU. We'll come up with another name yes. for that at some point. But we'll um, um, get there. But we'll get there. So uh, check us out. If you like what you hear, support us. Give us a review. You know, buy us, you know, some podcast equipment, whatever. Whatever. We'll put together an Amazon wish list or something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we'll put that out there. (laughs) Uh, The only person we had to chime in this for Santa Claus, and honestly the reason they they did that, and we only had one, is because we just didn't have a lot of time to put the whole Santa Claus out. We were more focused on Disney and hearing from you guys, which we got a lot of responses, which was great. But uh, Chris Road, our faithful Chris Road, did uh, tune in, and he said that he loves Santa Claus, one of his favorite movies from Christmas. Uh, and he, one of his favorite lines was, or just in general, was the elves with attitude, how you got to see that side of elves in a movie versus just grumpy little old men that build toys. So, uh, yeah, that's the big thing. I know for a lot of you listening, it's probably one of your top five. I would say it has to be at least in the to top be. five. If you, if Christmas it's not, movies, you probably so.
0: need to watch it again. You know, Jenny, she thinks that she's our biggest fan. You know, she wants to know who this Chris Rode is because he's not – our biggest fan, she is. So I'm going to let them hash that out.
1: We've, I mean, we've got a long history with Chris Rhodes. So <laughs> we do, but Jenny's
0: pretty awesome, too. I mean we
1: should get both of them on the podcast someday, and we'll let, them, you know, we'll let them assist and lead and see how that goes. We'll get a poll going or something.
0: Cool. Well, well, Kyle, um, I know sometimes when we're having this discussion on the podcast, it sounds like we're fighting, but we're actually singing. And it may sound mm. like fighting, cats even. Mm. But um, we're going to have to shut this down for now. Uh, maybe catch the next train uh, next week when this podcast comes out. We're discussing our favorite Thanksgiving television specials and episodes. That's a good one. Um, that is a good one. And until then, we're excited that you came on this journey. We hope that you will stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, no matter you know, how you like your pillow, shaken or stirred. I don't know how that works. Or uh, beaten. Like yeah. You ever like,
1: beat your pillow like, I do. to get your good head spot in there? I like
0: flipping my pillow a lot because I do like the cool side of the pillow.
1: I do, too. So. Unfortunately, I wake up sometimes and my dog is my pillow. where He's literally shoved himself underneath <laughs> my head and he's just licking my pillow now. It's oh, gross. So, uh, until then. till then.
0: Check out the Santa Claus on the Disney Plus channel. Check out our other great episodes on the What the What Podcasting Network and we'll see you next time here on the what the what show bye, bye! 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 bye!